Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 8th. A day that will live in infamy. No, that was yesterday. 2020. Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Only the beginning, guys. Buying over crying. I'm offended by selling Capito complaint. Hello, my elite friends. Check out all the shows, disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in uh, a question in the chat or do – type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. It will get attention, my attention. I'll see. I know people are talking about uh, Biden. <laughs> all right. If you got a question about Biden and what I've said in the past, uh, just type it in properly and I'll, I'll, I'll ask it. Uh, I'll answer it. I'm all over the place today. So hello, my elite friends. I hope you're doing well today. I want to start out with a tweet from Matt O'Dell. If you can't spend your Bitcoin without permission, then it is not your Bitcoin. All right. Remember that, people. That is something to remember when we're talking about central bank digital currencies. All right. Will you be able to spend your central bank digital currency without permission? Sometimes, but not all the time. And if you do the wrong thing with it, you get a, on a list, don't you? Oh, they're going to have total control over these central bank digital currencies. Now, let them, let them compete. Let people figure it out on their own that with Bitcoin, it's – you can send it anywhere you want to. But if you can't send it anywhere you want to, that means it's at Coinbase or some third party. And thus, it's not your Bitcoin. So really take that. It's a very simple thing. If you can't spend your Bitcoin without permission, then it's not your Bitcoin. And some people are saying, well, well my Coinbase, I can send it anywhere. For now, or maybe you can, if you spend it, if you send it to the gambling site, you can't. You get kicked off of Coinbase, don't you? So let's talk about why I'm even... Talking about digital exile. I love this term. I got it from a John the Other video. John the Other, it doesn't talk about Bitcoin. John the Other isn't a financial expert. He's a um, an expert in masculinity, I guess. <laughs> but this is great that a guy like him is talking about central bank digital currencies. And he, he, gets, he has a pretty good grasp of them, that this is a way for nations of the world to implement negative interest rates. It's a great way to track your citizens. They can be turned off. Okay. You think you've got your uh, central bank digital currency account. All of a sudden you're turned off. All right. And he, he, he bring and you can't use it anymore. And they have your money just like that. Now, what, what he compares it to is being in physical exile that nasty countries in the olden days or in the current days, They'd send you to Siberia, you'd be in exile, you'd be unpersoned, you'd be disappeared. Now, it's a much, they've created a much, governments, when I say they, governments have created a much more uh, acceptable and uh, cleaner, should we say, way of exile. 
It's digital exile. What if you get hooked on digital currencies or on central bank digital currencies? If you value your wealth in Fedcoin, if you've built your whole business around Fedcoin in the future, all right? Okay, and all of a sudden you do something that's against uh, anti-racism or who, whatever policy is cool then, and you just get shut off. That's it. You have no access anymore. You can't send. You can't receive. You're out of. You're out of there. You are ruined. You will be in digital exile. That's. I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of convenience from these central bank digital currencies, right? and and uh, at the same time, convenient. There's a nasty side to anything new. You could turn any quote unquote in, innovation into something nasty. And what this is, is digital exile. It is a much cleaner version of tossing people into physical uh, gulags, okay? And we shall see it. We will see it happen. I have mentioned Ben Shapiro talk about, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's unfair that these uh, that, that conservative voices are being uh, silenced. Uh, and so you can prepare now with Bitcoin. If you are just if you are in the Bitcoin ecosystem, all right. If you've got even just like a foot in the door in the Bitcoin ecosystem, this protects you from being sent to digital exile in the future. So think of it that way. If you've been if you hesitate, if you're one of those people who's not a big fan of the government and not a and not a big fan of Bitcoin, uh, just sit down and say, well, maybe I need an insurance policy just in case. This digital exile becomes a reality through the central bank digital currency process. Now, let's go to, you know, we're, we're kind of in politics. Let's, let's get into a political guy here, Jack Dorsey. Yeah, he's in politics. Pound that like button. Jack Dorsey is as rich as anything, okay? And that's great. And he can do whatever he wants to with his money. And he announced today that Square puts $10 million toward a cleaner Bitcoin ecosystem. Square eyes clean energy consumption for Bitcoin as a step toward the global conversion to renewable energy. So the first thing that comes to my mind when I read this thing, I'm like, this dude is so trying to fit in. He is guilt ridden that he is involved with something that there's no emotion behind, that it's not politically correct, okay? He need, he is affected by when these people are screaming, oh, Bitcoin's going to destroy the ecosystem. Bitcoin's going to destroy the environment, I should have said. Bitcoin's going to destroy the environment. And this is FUD that has been, you know, people have, have disproven this FUD so many times. But it's still nagging on him, I think. So he, he creates $10 million is nothing for him, okay? So it's to make himself feel better, he makes a $10 million fund. To, to figure out how to make Bitcoin greener. Now, it's to fit in with his buddies in Silicon Valley. This is the first thing that comes to my mind, again. And he and he can do what he wants. And Parabolic Trav, he, in his best tweet ever, summed up what was in my head. Unless this is an investment in Steve Barber's company, the initiative is massive virtue signaling. <laughs> Pound that like button, dude. And someone replied to that thread, it addresses one of the biggest prices of big pieces of FUD remaining about Bitcoin. Uh, having Square put this into a press release is priceless to killing that FUD. Okay, yes, 
They wasted money on uh, killing that FUD. Who cares if there's Bitcoin kills the environment FUD? Who I don't really care. But you're, th this commenter is right. It does go a long way to fight the FUD when this high up figure that everyone puts on a pedestal says, I'm spending money to make sure that, that Bitcoin is green. Okay, great, great. It's a it makes you feel good. It gets rid of your guilt. It's a total waste. Of, but you can do what you want to do, dude. You can do. What, but I'm not. I don't think there's much legitimacy to this thing. I, I think it'll be forgotten. Some people will get some money. They'll they'll say they they invented something that was greener. Blah 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 blah. This is not my. Uh, I, I, I I don't care. It, it's not it, to me. It's not dirty. He thinks he a, a part of him clearly feels that it's dirty, and he's got to show to his buddies that uh, it's not dirty. The money would have be better spent bribing Joe Biden's administration, ten million dollar bribe somehow, you know, to to, to some in, some regulatory in, in, in part of the, the the huge bloated bureaucracy, just to ignore Bitcoin, ignore cryptocurrency, let everybody do what they want to do. Don't sick your regulators on it. Now, I don't think they're going to have major sicking of the regulators. I mean. Uh, Trump didn't like it too much either. He had regulators looking at Bitcoin. I, Bitcoin's going to do what it's going to do. People are going to try to get in its way. But I will say this. For the long-term future of Bitcoin, he'd be better to, to bribe the, uh, the, 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 the incoming administration. And they already owe him, first of all. He helped make the dude president. So I, I do think because the, the tech titans of the world did worked very hard to make uh, Joe Biden president – I think he will leave Bitcoin alone, but uh, to to an extent that a statist can leave things alone because they get they got they got to put their finger, fingers in everything. All right, so yes, good good uh, tweet, Parabolic Trav. I see their questions. By the way, guys, I'm going to be in Miami. Uh, it's official now from January the fifth until March the eighth. I've actually never in the city of Miami, not just as South Florida. I've been I was in South Florida in uh, 2018, but I will be in Miami, uh, yeah, for over two months. January 5th, that's my next destination. Jan after Phoenix comes Miami. January 5th to March 8th. After March 8th, I don't know. Everybody, Sunday show I just put in the uh, live chat. Please uh, watch it. That was a uh, Beyond Bitcoin. Everybody loves Beyond Bitcoin, but the. If you value your wealth in the ladies, I guess. Uh, no, 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 no. Everybody loves Beyond Bitcoin. If you value your wealth in the ladies, you like the picture, the, the the thumbnail for Beyond Bitcoin. But you like Beyond Bitcoin because, hey, Adam's unique beast take on life from health to uh, travel, all sorts of, uh, of stuff. All right, we got questions here. Cass8 says, if you could give some Beyond Bitcoin advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? Oh, yeah, it would be with the um, – it would just be all the red pill knowledge about women and that, uh, you know, that it, th many women – a man can feel love for a woman and he thinks that the love that he feels for the woman is the same love she feels back toward him and it's rarely the, rarely the case, rarely the case and that – you cannot think that you are the man when you're going out with a woman because she – there's a high likelihood she might find a better man in her eyes than you. And since she doesn't really love you, she'll just move to the other man. <laughs> Advice like that, that you got to – and 
you know, status is very important to women. That would be something I, I wish I could tell myself. And you cannot get hung up on one woman. There are plenty of women out there. Um, if, if you're able to pull women in, like I was able to pull women in, you keep on, keep on pulling them in. Keep on do, do not get stuck on one. But at the same time, if you could pull in a lot of women, you're not, they, doesn't matter. They, you, you might, you might be a good looking man. Shoot, don't you for a better looking man. You just have to have that in, in your mind all the time that, yeah, you're good at pulling in women, but do, don't become uh, too confident and, you know, invest all your love energy. Don't set yourself up to be heartbroken. Do not set yourself up to be heartbroken. You think you've met a woman that can't break your heart. You, you, you're ignorant. You're young. You do, you do not get it. So, uh, I, th that, that comes to my mind right away and just do not waste so much time on women, on, especially if you didn't, you know, if you didn't acquire the woman fully after like a week, if, if she's making you play games and stuff, just leave it alone. Go away. Just keep moving on, move on, move on. You know, you have to know when to cut it off. And I definitely, my younger self, didn't know when to, you know, stop trying, you know, oh, you know, because they all, they all like to lead you on and stuff. You can take them on a date or whatever. Just you be efficient. Just be efficient with your ladies and stuff. But value your wealth in Bitcoin <laughs> is another thing I usually can tell myself. All right. All right. Um, uh, Bitcoin Meister, will you take the, uh, the vax if it's required to travel? No, I will not. Never, never, never. Does that answer? I, I think I've said that other times, but I just want to make it as clear as possible. No, not at all. I will be in the United States of America for the rest of my life if I have to. Traveling around on a car, in a car if I have to. I will not do that. I will not take an untested vaccine. Yes, that. All right. No, I'm prepared. I'm very much prepared. I'm glad I traveled. I, I, I'm glad I traveled a lot. Um in the last uh, five years. And Max says, do you use Airbnb mostly? Yes. Um, how about another show on mobile lifestyle tips? I mean, all my all my Saturday shows are about mobile lifestyle tips, I think. That's what all my Saturday shows are. I mean, ask specific, specific questions, dude. I mean, go in the archives and see things I've said. But yes, Airbnb, uh, I, the tip I've given you before that answers your question is, I go to Airbnbs, and if I become friends with the people, then I work out deals outside of the Airbnb. I did that in Los Angeles. I did that in North Carolina. So, and then it's it's cheaper that way. But you, you have to have a level of trust with the person uh, when you take it away from the Airbnb platform, uh, because uh, Airbnb allows uh, you can't get ripped off with, with Airbnb. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 renter is always right, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, th th there's a, there's a tip right there. So yeah, but most of the places, like when I go back to, if I ever go back to LA, because <laughs> I'm not going back to LA the way it is there. Now I got, I mean, I got a friend, I made friends with that a family, uh, that I, I rent a, a unit from. Uh, so it's, you know, it's good. It's good to network, but initially, yeah, like the Maya, the place I'm staying in Miami, Airbnb, this is Airbnb. Airbnb is great. It is freaking awesome. I get, I get very good deals. Uh, and by the way, Max, beforehand in, in the uh, in the comment section, you were in the in the in the chat, you were saying uh, something. You misinterpreted something I said in the past. I said that 
You said that uh, I predicted if Biden became president, Bitcoin could go below 10,000, back into the five-digit realm, uh, four-digit realm. No, what I said was that if there was incredible election uncertainty and madness after the election, that Bitcoin, that could be the last time Bitcoin would be sent to the four-digit realm. But after the election, a few days afterwards, it was clear who won. All right. There were not there was not insanity in the streets. It was clear who won by the mainstream. OK, it's I mean, there's still I mean, obviously there were there were problems. There were problems with the election. But did we have the craziness of the summer in any way on the streets of the United States of America? No, it, with it, not at all. Nothing. That life was quite normal. And Bitcoin surged afterwards because the normies of the world that have a lot of money. Oh, we're like, but financial system is fine. Biden's becoming president. That's it. I mean, it, it was obvious. It was very, very clear. So I never said, but Biden would, I, I think the Biden administration is going to, is, is a very generic Democrat, mainstream, not, not radical at all. And the financial markets like that. They, he's got friends, stop the, there are plenty of people on in all the traditional financial markets that that love the stability that he will bring. Now, I mean, there's going to be more taxes and stuff, but nothing like of the AOC type of variety being president of the United States. So the Bitcoin's not going back below ten thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. It, it's not going to the five digit realm, four digit realm again. It's just not. We've passed the point of no return on that. Uh, and and my point was that the last point of no return was it involved the election and that has that has passed that has passed if the vax is required you travel do you foresee coyotes uh smuggling americans across the border into mexico yes i do and i will i will i will do that i will i will illegally travel across borders if i have to um and first of all physically i'm physically fit enough that i don't need a freaking coyote or anything like that um I mean, I, I can, but I, I don't think it would ever really come to that where I would, uh, well, you know, never, never say never, ne never say never. But uh, yeah, I, I would, of course, there'll be plenty of illegal, uh, if it becomes really strict with the, you know, or even partially strict with travel regulations. For, if you look at the survey, most people don't want to take this stupid thing. All right. And it might, it might be like an overwhelming majority of people, 70% of people. I don't know. No, no legitimate um, – there there's not going to be any scientific polling on this. There, there should be. If, I mean, maybe there will be. But the traditional polling agencies that get everything wrong, they're not, they don't want to go against the grain and have, a, have a, a poll that everyone would be interested in. How many Americans are willing to take this thing? Uh, what, what percentage? I, I, the majority of Americans are not, all right? But there are plenty of them that are begging for it, okay, begging for it, uh, which is just how pathetic they are, that they, uh, that they, you know, they, they, they're willing to believe their leaders blindly, for the nation, for the nation, I must do this, yes. Uh, okay, let's, uh, it, it's ridiculous. Now, let me, let's get back on track here. We've, we've discussed uh, Jack Dorsey, we talked about the parabolic trap with his greatest tweet ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about a bad attitude and a good attitude to have when it comes to a Bitcoin. That guy, Rohan Gray. All right, Rohan Gray is this statist who's an MMTer who I guess wants to have something to do with the next administration. He, he looks like a guy who would fit in perfectly over there. Um, 
they dug someone dug up a tweet of his from 20 of now rohan gray is one of the dudes that helped write the stablecoin act that the radicals in the congress are trying to get passed that that isn't going to get passed okay but he, he believes in this that the Ethereum should be regulated. Stable coins should be highly regulated. That it, that the, it hurts poor people. Stable, all this nonsense. Regulate. He wants to stifle innovation. He doesn't get it. And you can go back to 2011. This tweet. Oh man, this thing is bad. September of 2011, when Bitcoin was like five bucks, um, he said, "Nice smackdown of Bitcoin phenomena," and he was praising a Paul Krugman piece from 2011. He was pretty said nice smackdown on Bitcoin phenomena. So bad attitude to have back in 2011 to get on the uh, Paul Krugman side of history. You know, the guy who said, like, the Internet would never be anything, I think. Um, Rohan Gray, and this didn't make him a statist. He was already a statist then. And maybe it made him very bitter toward Bitcoin. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what's in his head, okay? And maybe that's why he's so bitter toward Bitcoin now. Because he missed out in 2011 and had such an ignorant tweet. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he could have bought it when it was $5, but instead he was praising Paul Krugman. Okay, no regrets. You shouldn't have regrets, dude. But instead, you're still trying to regulate the cryptocurrency uh, uh, situation here in the United States. You know, you're, you're an intellectual at some university. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do have a high IQ to, to be uh, to have to be an intellectual at a university, but dude, that 2011 tweet doesn't make you look very smart. Pound that like button; it's linked to below, everyone. If you, everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. Now, the Pierre Richard, he he knows how to handle situations like the one that dudes like Rohan create with their stable coin act, their stable acts, okay? Instead of acting defensively, and, and when like Rashida Tlaib brings up one of these, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta be, you, you gotta say this is stupid, this, this is lame, but most people are on the defensive when the, the, the radicals bring up something that is anti-Bitcoin, anti-cryptocurrency, okay? They get, you gotta go, Sometimes the best way to fight it is on your own terms, on the offensive here, okay? And Pierre Richard says, I'd rather have them debating our bills than us debating their bills. And he says, Bitcoin mining in the United States should be tax exempt. All right? That, so you, you throw that out there and say, let's debate that instead. Let's not bring it down to your statist level of regulate and destroy let's bring it in to my level of getting rid of regulation and letting things and letting there be innovation all right so i i love that uh i'd rather have them debating our bills than debating their bills. so that's how you deal with the, the statist and, and the government okay they 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 bring up something stupid then you bring up something the opposite of stupid something that is innovative get rid of it the United States should not uh, – Bitcoin mining should be tax-exempt in the United States. There you go. And it should be. Now, here's another good attitude to have from Whale Panda. Every Bitcoin you sell now is being bought by a large institutional player that's desperately trying to accumulate as much as possible under 20K. 
So this is not encouraging people to sell. This is encouraging you to think before you sell. What you're about to sell, the institutions who you blame for everything are desperately trying to accumulate as much of the Bitcoin that you're selling for under 20K because they know it's going to be over 20K. You think 18,000, 19,000, so much money. Oh, I'm, I'm doing so great for myself. No, no, no. You're giving them cheap Bitcoin. If you're watching this in 2024, you know what I'm saying. Pound that like button. Hey, hey and for those of you who value your wealth in Bitcoin, watch Saturday's show. I talked about the latest Bitcoin crypto dividend that you guys can get. I'm not naming it here. You have to watch Thursday's show. All right. And uh, because this is your home of Bitcoin Insider Information. Oh, we're going to talk about the having real quick here, but I see there are uh, questions. Vention's in the house. That's good to see. Uh, all right, good. That, uh, Vention is, uh, it's, it's good to see him there. And uh, keep asking questions, people. And uh, what's this? The price cycles aligning with halvings is so completely starkly obvious when you look at the charts, it makes me chuckle every time I think there's a Bitcoin OG, every time I think there's Bitcoin OGs out there sincerely denying the existence of any relationship. That is from Neil Woodfine. He's been on the show before. Yes, I, I don't really see how anyone can, can uh, dispute the halving cycle anymore. That, uh, you know, afterwards, there's there's less of a Bitcoin out there. And, uh, you know, supply and demand takes into, uh, uh, c comes into effect. And, yeah, it makes a difference. Every And that there's a big, uh, big surge of interest afterwards. Uh, people realize there's not as much Bitcoin, new Bitcoin to go around. Price increases. Euphoria ensues. It goes way too high. Then there's a crash. Then the whole cycle happens again. Uh, yeah, I the having, I mean, it's so simple. Supply cut in half, price goes up. Yeah, but people try to deny it still, even OGs. But people like complexity worship too. They like to make things more complex than they have to be. Go ahead, make my day. Then uh, Nick Carter says, if physical cash was invented today, it would be made illegal. Oh, yeah. That's a sign of the times. You are absolutely correct. If they invented physical, that, that's how uh, nanny state uh, the governments of the world have become. Hey, but if Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about the nanny state. Surfer Jim, I got to give much props to this dude. He, I was on his feed, his Twitter feed, and I linked to it below. He... I guess he was reading something that Candace Owens, Candace Owens was complaining about the election and the lockdowns, et cetera. And he just said in a, a few more words, he said, buy Bitcoin, basically, but explained it to her. And it's great. You know, reach out to reach out to people like her. It's it takes two seconds to do. He did it. I give him much credit. Uh, I've never heard Candace Owens talk about Bitcoin before. I mean, I don't listen to her very much, but I've seen her, you know, on Ben Shapiro and whatnot. And it's worth a shot. It's worth. Imagine if Kansas Owens all of a sudden became as passionate about Bitcoin as she is about uh, elections and whatnot. So it's. I don't put anybody on a pedestal or whatever, but if there's somebody with a lot of reach out there and you've got two sec extra seconds of your day, why not? Why not? It's it's not it's not hurting anyone. And he tweeted it out too, so he's just 
you know, building his own calls too, and just reminding everybody of how awesome Bitcoin is. So good marketing on your part. Good, good guerrilla marketing there. Andy Hoffman. Uh, yeah, so the next part of the show is going to be all about Michael Saylor, and uh, he bought more Bitcoin for the for MicroStrategy. He's gotten uh, issued special shares in his company, debt shares in his company to investors to certified investors, to even buy more Bitcoin. Um, I mean, it's sort of like he's – by issuing, issuing those debt securities, $400 million in, in, in debt securities, he's kind of like printing his own money to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> in a sense, he's sort of printing money back by Bitcoin. But he can do what he wants to do. Andy Hoffman's take on all of Michael Saylor's latest antics, which are great – Funny how, and this is a classic Andy Hoffman tweet, funny how stupid the global investment community is not to realize, to not realize hundreds of other companies are about to do the same and eventually most, uh, and eventually most, still so early. So he's saying, you know, what Michael Seller is simply doing is instead of having cash reserves at his company, he's having a Bitcoin reserves and that many other companies are going to do this. And the mere fact that this is going to happen, and there's still people denying Bitcoin's going to go up in value, um, and that you know that Bitcoin is digital gold, um, it's quote-unquote stupid. I mean, I don't like to use that word, but uh, that's, you know, Andy's from New York. He can say what he wants to say there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's not insider information that Michael Saylor is doing this. Uh, among people that are in the financial know, okay? If you're in finance by this point, I mean, you watch CNBC and all these shows, they've even talked about it, um, how you can not not think that there are, and there are other companies that are doing it that have announced it. And so it's, that's why I was so excited in September or August when I first heard about it because I knew the first one had announced it. I didn't know how passionate he would become about it. I didn't know he'd become like a spokesperson. So people would put him on a pedestal too. And you got to be careful with this. Now, I do want to say City downgraded MicroStrategy because they think that at this point, Michael Saylor is just acting in too bold of a way. And, you know, based on the old paradigm, based on traditional finance, he is. It is, it is, it is bold uh, in a certain sense. But we're in it. This is the golden age of the 2020s. Life is a changing. Okay, someone's got to be bold first. So for some reason, they, they downgraded it. They, 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 so the line has been drawn in the sand. We will see who is right. Is are the city type of people right? That you no, know, it's crazy to be you know a company that has nothing to do with Bitcoin, but uh, putting all your uh, cash reserves in the, in, in the Bitcoin and more and issuing debt like becoming a Bitcoin holding company or whatever he's doing. It's, that, that, is that insane to do? I mean, if you would have said seven years ago, people, everyone would have said, yes, that is insane. But, or is it, is this guy on the cutting edge? Is this going to, is this company going to become bigger than anything that anyone could have imagined a year ago? And so the, the line in the sand has been drawn. We, we will see. We will be able to tell who was right in five years. Now, if you go back, Five years in time, and it should be interesting. I, I'm on. I think Michael Saylor is a is a revolutionary here. But we're going to get into in a second. Why you cannot put him on a? Still, he's not perfect. You know, no one is perfect, and you can't blindly follow the dude. 
but he is a great spokesperson. At this point, he's a great spokesperson. Roger Ver was a great spokesperson, too, and I think you guys will know what, what I'm going to get into in a second here. Um, but BTCE uh, is in the news again, speaking about five years ago. They were an awesome, like, totally no KYC exchange uh, that eventually uh, shut down and took away people's money because they got, I mean, they got caught, quote unquote, caught. Um, I'm using that quote unquote term way too much lately, but anyway. Uh, and there's an article about BTC operator Vinick is sentenced to five years in prison on money laundering charges. All right, yeah. But for me, does anyone have any screenshot of what BTCE looked like back in the day? I just wanted – that's the only reason I'm talking about this story because when I saw uh, there was a story about BTCE, I just thought about the basic no fancy sets or graphics uh, look that they had back in, in, in 2015. Uh, and it just brings back memories of the old days you know, when Bitcoin was 200 bucks, 250 or whatever, and everybody was worried. And I just I can picture BTCE, and uh, it's just uh, something something for the old timers to, to to think about. I can also remember in uh, 2016 when they uh, st when they messed up somehow when Ethereum Classic and Ethereum forked off, and they said Ethereum Classic is a scam because they had messed up and they lost everybody's Ethereum Classic. <laughs> and and Ethereum Classic is not a scam because it's still around. BTCE, not around. So in the long term, uh, the, the line was in the sand was drawn that day too by BTCE and they didn't come up, they didn't come out ahead that day. Uh, but it, that was in the really wild, wild west days of cryptocurrency exchanges when you could run a, a secret exchange, like no one knew where it was in Eastern Europe and they could steal your, uh, <laughs> you could, they could steal your uh, Ethereum Classic and you could do nothing about it. And they could say it was a scam. Oh, it was classic. I'd love to see that screenshot. Now, uh, so that why I was talking, going back to Sailor here, there is a, a thread. Michael Spaler, Sailor spoke to BTC Times editor Elaine about why he believes that the best way for Bitcoin to become a widely adopted monetary network is incrementally and pragmatically, while in harmony with the political system. Last part there. While in harmony with the political system. Interesting. So people have, uh, when Daniel Prince was on my show, he talked about, and that was what, two This Week in Bitcoins ago? He talked about his interview with uh, Michael Saylor and that Michael Saylor was not exactly opposed to some of the KYC aspects of Bitcoin. To him, it is very much digital gold, so he's not concerned about these people trying to toss in KYC stuff. And KYC stuff is definitely in harmony with the political system, isn't it? So someone in the thread brought up, I feel, I feel a, a fork coming on. So there is going to be a KYC fork one day. And, you know, Raul Paul, Raul Paul, how do you pronounce that guy's name? I don't speak Portuguese, sorry. Um, he, he's going to support, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he supported it. So I just wonder if Michael Saylor, will, what he will have to say when that time comes. Now, I mean, 
he might be like, yeah, I'll collect the free uh, KYC crypto dividend. I'll keep my other uh, Bitcoin. I, I have a fiduciary responsibility to my shareholders to have both of them. I cannot criticize one or the other, blah, 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 blah. But just be aware that something like that might come one day. Is he an evil, bad dude because of that? No, he's not. He's just, he thinks a little differently than a lot of people, than everybody. Everyone's a unique beast. He might be more KYC than you think he is. And it is just a reminder out there, there will be a KYC fork one day. We will get that crypto dividend. We will turn that thing into more Bitcoin. Never buy what you get for free. Pound that like button and click on the squares that pop up at the end of this show here because they clicked, they go to recent shows of mine. And I'm just seeing if there are any other questions there. Um, could this be the most prominent Bitcoin having cycle because inflation becomes irrelevant in 2024? Well, when you say prominent, what do you exactly mean by that? Because <laughs> each one is going to be special in their own way and will be bigger than the other. Do you mean that this, this will create the biggest uh, price increase ever? That next time around, it might not be as insane. That 2028, that it might not go from six to seven digit realm or something like that. But because every having cycle, it does. It, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I do think I'll say this: by 2032, by 2032, I don't think it will be as ridiculous. Um, the, the price increases and st stuff. I think sometime after 2028, Bitcoin will, will become, will have a much more stable value in dollars, okay? Um, so that, that that's my answer to your question. Vention said, with your efficient lifestyle, how much, uh... <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer the couple on that. You get it. I... <laughs> I, I, that's not a, that, that we don't, I don't talk about those, uh, those type of things. You gotta, you gotta be a little, you gotta be a little careful when you're, uh, when you're out there in the, in the world. All right. But, but I, I, I know you didn't do it in malice there, that, that question mention. I know you were legitimately, uh, curious. There are people that like to ask about that, that are, that are really troll worthy type of people. I, I will say that. I will say that. I, I think you can see why people would try to get people into a, why trolls would try to uh, harp on, on, in, on that subject matter. All right, dudes, I am in this space. People who hate Bitcoin would, would try to harp on uh, what you just brought up, which I won't even you know mention. All right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel. Pound that like button, dudes. I'm going running on the streets of like what 70 some degrees sunny beautiful phoenix it's great to be in arizona it will be great to be in free florida uh at the start of next year i love these free states someone should create a free state map and a uh slave state map also like they did uh you know when we studied the civil war it's similar all right hey nomadic giant bye bye everybody see ya pound it